It's an exciting time. Very exciting. Baseball is here. This is the Stupod, the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. I am Mike Oz. And I am Chris Swick. Chris, I'm also excited, not just because of baseball, but I'm excited that um, this is the first time I've talked to another adult all week. I've just been hanging out with a two-year-old like all week, so um, thank you for, for talking to me. You might be the only person other than my wife I've spoke to this week, so there you go. Oh, man, go make friends with the mailman or something. Just yeah, kidding. I mean, that, that's not true. I talked to, it was my mom's birthday this week, so I definitely talked to her. You, you'd be talking to Twitter, man. You'd be like talking to him about baseball <laughs> and the opening week and... So uh, let, let's get to that because we haven't. It's been it's been like forty seconds into the podcast, man, and we are not given proper due. I I know you're one of those people who, when baseball is being played, you feel like all is right in the world. So, do you feel do you feel better today than you did this time last week? Of course, I've been watching a ridiculous number of games, uh, partially because it's our job to do so, um, but also I I'm still willfully turning on games when I'm off the clock. And that's always a good sign, you know. Nice. Now, at some point in, in August, that might not happen because I'm angry and frustrated. But for now, I'm loving every second of it. What about you? Shout out to my dog, first of all, for making the podcast every week somehow. Um, I am, Passionate I'm watching... about baseball. Huh? Passionate about baseball. Yeah. I'm watching a little bit of baseball. Probably not watching as much in the off hours as, as you are. Um you have actual responsibilities, though. I yeah, I've had a really tough week at home with uh, with a sick kid and, and another kid, and it's been it's been a, it's been a rough week on all ends for me. So um, I am lo- I'm looking forward to some uh, hopefully downtime in the next couple of days that will allow me to watch more baseball. But um, I have been watching here and there. I've been watching the Yahoo uh, Sports Game of the Day. I've been watching, you know, what's on during the day, but I have not done much of the uh, evening, hey, let's watch this game, except for a little bit here and there once the kids go to bed, you know, whatever whatever game is still on. But um, when, when, I, my, so, when my kids are awake, man, we're watching kid shows. Right. Yeah. So I do have a question for you yeah. because you live in California. Yes. Um, would you normally get Dodger games? No. No, I get, okay. I get Bay Area stations. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't sure I was going to ask you about the whole Dodgers TV debate if you were in that area. But. No, I, I do not. But I guess the cool thing is Dodgers games aren't blacked out for me. So, so like, if you have MLB TV. Yeah, or, or through like extra innings, like I can watch Dodgers games. Right. As okay. opposed to like if they were my local game, I would not be able to watch it. And I also possibly would not be able to watch it through my local cable provider. So then I'd be in trouble. So, um yeah, so I can get I can get basically all California baseball, which is cool. I like that. Not like people stuck in Iowa who don't get anything, right? Just, uh, yeah, that's yeah. really strange. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I do. I mentioned it, but hey, you can watch a different game on Yahoo every day. Uh, blackouts do apply there, but you can. Uh, we have we have one uh, every day, and it's, we've been writing about it on Big Leagues too. So if you're a baseball watcher on the internet, uh, you probably are. If you're listening to the podcast, you can do that in Yahoo, and there's that. That's a pretty cool thing this year. Yeah, it's been exciting thus far to to be able to go on the site and see a live streaming MLB game. Kind of awesome. So let's get to the meat of this week. You've uh, 
you you've lined up what we're going to do. Um, so I'm going to let you kind of take that over in a second. But uh, we do have Bad News Ramen joining us later. Uh, we do have some important questions coming up after that. And uh, that's that's what I think is going on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you, Chris, enlighten the people on what we're doing this week. Wonderful. So we're gonna do small sample size theater. Is what I'm calling it. Do I have to sing? Maybe depends okay. on how well you do. Uh, so we've only the regular season started this week, so we only have three or four games to go off of maximum. Some teams have only played one or two games, but you know. W- this is what we like to do. We like to talk baseball. We're going to overreact to small samples. And so I've lined up a list of a couple things or a couple performances thus far that have stood out. And I want you, Mike Oz, to tell me if you care. If this changes your opinion, if it's doing anything for you. Well, what if I tell you that I don't, I, don't, I don't make my baseball opinions until September? Well, <laughs> then, then why are we doing this? Well, I'm one of those people like, no, we can't, we can't decide anything in April. We have to wait yeah, until... Right. We have to wait until next month. No, no, no. We have to wait until July. No, we have to wait we're, until September. We're not allowed to talk about anything. <laughs> until no, the Chris, season. I am with you. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about everything that's going on. Sample size. Be damned. Okay. Number one, then, on my list here. Yasiel Puig. Looks like he's back. Destroying the ball early on. A lot of hard hit balls. Last season was a big deal. He was hurt. Had the hamstring injuries. And I don't know if you know this, Mike, but he is uh, a player a lot of people have controversial opinions about. So <laughs> I, I'm amazed to hear that people don't like Yasiel Puig. It's amazing. Um, so three or four games in, what do you think? Yasiel Puig, is, is it doing anything for you? Well, we did we did on the Stew Roundtable this week, we did uh, Who's Impressing You. And I picked him because, to be honest with you, I wasn't, I wasn't too high on Puig coming into the season. Um, partially just because I felt like the Dodgers, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen with them. And I can see in a, in an unfocused and kind of place where, where, you know, things aren't going the right way. I can see him just kind of, you know, getting lost out in the outfield, like, like a kid would in the middle of the little league game, you know? Um, <laughs> but he's been, he's been on point so far. He's been great. I mean, it doesn't mean that he's obviously going to keep it up and win the batting title, but uh, early indications are that he is a, you know, very sharp uh, player. He's in the ball hard. You know, I know he did some uh, tried to lose some weight in the off season to to make himself uh, a little leaner, a little more I think able to endure the season. Um, and, and not to say that he was out of shape or anything, but it's just kind of just the way his body was. You know, it's kind of like when Bryce Harper got really big and then decided to to slim down a little bit, and we saw that how that helped him. So it might be some of that same stuff there. And uh, if if Puig can, you know, kind of be that dynamo for the Dodgers, I think that that makes them a much more dangerous team. Yeah, I've been buying Puig pretty much all off season and into spring training. He was a guy targeted in a lot of fantasy leagues, so I feel pretty great about it. I think, you know, the the main thing with him is that when he's been healthy, he's been pretty exceptional, and so I'm willing to chalk up last season to injuries and not the fact that he suddenly is is bad at baseball. So, I feel like this is pretty encouraging. As long as he's healthy, I think a return to those old numbers is likely probably. Well, I think uh, that that's good news for anybody in LA, right? Yeah, for sure. Let's let's shift here to. Do you uh, need me to do? You know, you know, I got to do like the number two, number three for bad news ramen. I mean, you want me to do that for you? Number two, no. <laughs> number two on small sample size theater. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Right. Number do that. two. Number two is the rookie sensation in Colorado. It's Trevor Story. Four home runs in three games. 
Uh, they haven't even played in Colorado yet, so it's not an issue of uh, higher altitude luck. What do you think of Trevor's story thus far? I'm, well, I mean, I think he's going to come down to earth eventually, but uh, you know, I think playing in Colorado helps him have the greater possibility of keeping it up. Uh, I think that you know, it's, he's not like a guy who doesn't have pedigree. He uh, was a first round pick. You know, I think there's there's every reason to think that. Um, what he's doing is, is legit and not just kind of some fluke. Uh, that being said, you know, I'm, obviously I'm not picking him to hit 50 home runs or anything. Uh, I think that he's probably just not that type of player. But I, I do hit, I do see him being a solid uh, contributor to the Rockies. I feel like if they just happen to never get Jose Reyes back, like that wouldn't be the worst thing for them. Although, you know, we don't, we don't know for sure what's going to happen there. But, um, I mean, I like what I'm seeing. It's not like not like it happened against some flunkies. I mean, he hit two off Granky, he hit one off Shelly Miller. Um, I'm 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 at least uh, optimistic, I would say, about Trevor's story. Yeah, I would say I'm a little more cautious with him, only because he's never done it in the majors before, and so I guess you just worry about that adjustment coming when pitchers figure out how to pitch to him and. Um, I mean, he's a guy I I liked coming into the year just based on his as you were saying, like his prospect pedigree and the fact that he had a full-time job lined up. He was in my breakout article, which makes me look really smart now. Pat on the back, Chris, for but, you. But I, I admit that I, I thought even at the time this was a pretty risky guy just because uh, he had some contact issue in the minors. And I feel like that's going to eventually show its face in the majors. And so there'll be a period of adjustment. I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went into a lengthy slump at some point and then it's just kind of, that's... That's the big thing that, that he'll face this season. If he can make those adjustments, he's going to have a really nice offensive year. And if he can't, then we're all going to look at this and be like, hey, that was a crazy story. Oh, well, see, oh, you can't, you can't oh. avoid the puns. I wasn't even trying. But, but don't you feel like Coors is going to help him mask it a little bit? Well, power-wise, yes, but I still feel like the swing and miss will probably be there. Yeah, that's true. So that, that would be my concern. And being able to play the Padres? more hopefully the way things yeah. are looking exactly well and and playing uh playing at arizona too yeah, yeah that, that, that would be helpful maybe. so yeah he, he is set up there he's got some good parks to play in yeah yeah all right small sample size number three number three is the old veteran proving that uh he's maybe not finished yet robinson cano in seattle my uh my place the place where i live right now robinson cano <laughs> making everybody out here really happy. What do you think of his performance thus far? Uh, you back? I think it's, I think it's impressive. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm still like, Hey, I want to see more before I say you're back. Um, just cause I don't know. Last year was, he was, he was pretty bad at some points. I mean, he, he picked it up in the second half. I thought he was probably a little more respectable, but the first half was so bad that it kind of clouded it. Um, but I, th- I think the difference between like saying Robinson Cano is back versus like Trevor Story's the real deal is like Robinson Cano being quote unquote back like that's a pretty high ceiling you know like right. like like he has to reach a certain level to be back and you know so to me three or four games doesn't mean that all right man he's 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 the player he was when he was like a perennial MVP candidate like no I, mean, I need to see more before that but I, th- I think again very encouraging. Um, you know, it sounded like he was dealing with some pretty strange stuff last year, you know, not like typical baseball injuries, not kind of the stuff that, you know, as a professional athlete, you're kind of, you know, used to dealing with Like He had some stomach problems and digestive issues and stuff like that, that I think, 
um, you know, can really kind of throw you off your mix as a, as compared to like a ankle injury or something, you know. So you know, I'm willing to give him the the um, some credit there, but I still need to see a little bit more before I'm before I'm ready to shout Robinson Cano's back off the top of uh, the Space Needle or whatever. I definitely feel like I guess I'm already convinced that last year's in the past and that we're going to see at least the Robinson Cano from 2014. And I think some of that is just the fact that I am able to watch him play every day or, you know, more so than most people because I I now live out here. Um, I definitely had my doubts about Cano coming to Seattle. At first, I worried about his age and the park impacting his swing. Um, But just being able to watch him more often makes me think this guy is just a generational talent at second. And so I buy that. Um, and, you know, like like you had mentioned, he had some injuries last season. I think he dealt with a, a stomach issue throughout the entire first half, turned things around a bit in the second. I do think some of the stuff that was said this offseason and some of his early performance and all that stuff definitely motivated him. I could definitely see how he would come into this season just looking to wreck everybody. And obviously thus far he's done that. So I guess I'm, I'm probably buying it a little more than you. Generation, um, you said generational talent, man. You're, you're ready to throw those things down. Which is, I mean, well, yeah, he's, he's been a great player. Is, so I mean, is, is he not, you know, on, on pace for the Hall of Fame? I feel like that that's not that bold, is it, to say that? No, it's not, not bold. I mean, he, you know, he, he had a, a few really good years there, sort of 2010, 2013. I mean, he was really solid. So, um I mean, it just was like generational talent. That was yeah. that. That was a, a pretty big thing you said there, Chris. Well, he's had some nice years, right. and uh, I don't know. I think you just look at what he's done over the past. I don't know, eight seasons. 2015 stands out a little bit as the outlier. So I kind of think he'll get back to uh, some of those previous numbers. Maybe not 33 home run level, but I, I, I don't know. I just expect more. My question there for you then to follow up is, and you know, if he is if he is doing that well, um, how do you how good do you think that makes the Mariners? I feel a lot better about the Mariners if he's going to return to that form. Um, yeah, I think I mean one of the concerns I had was um, how they're going to manage all their platoons and stuff. And this I felt this way about them last year, but I just didn't really trust Lloyd McClendon to do that. And so I've I've been. A little more encouraged by what I've heard from Scott Service, although it's only been a couple games, so it's really hard to judge. But yeah, they could be better than people expected for sure. All right, let's move on to uh, number four on the small sample size theater list. I already have a feeling how you're going to go on this, but Carlos Correa destroying the ball. Uh, really, everyone on the Yankees and Astros seem to be destroying the ball this this first week in that series against each other. A lot of high scoring games, but. Cray is the big name in the Astros lineup. He's the guy everyone expects to just be a complete superstar. What do you think of Carlos Correa? So I'm going to give you a little bit of a story first. I happen to be wearing an Astros shirt right now. <laughs> um, it is not a Carlos Correa jersey, though. It's just a look at this guy. It's an well, it's an older Astros shirt because I like the old Astros logo. And someone today like just kind of scoffed me for wearing an Astros what? shirt. Right? Like what? Like what are you doing? And I get it. We live in California. I mean, you know, maybe you're an Ace fan, and, and you're like, that, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I, I understand. And I wanted to just look at them and be like, "You know, Carlos Correa is going to win the MVP, right? <laughs> you know, everything it touches is bad. Is coming off at like 130 miles an hour, right? Like, you yeah. know, he's." But I didn't. I was just like, "Yeah, Astros." 
like the Astros. Um, then, then I walked around for a while telling sports people that I know, like, hey, man, people are sleeping on Carlos Correa. Trust me, Carlos Correa. And, you know, not not, not us sports Twitter folk, but um, just people I know that I know are into sports. I'm like, Carlos Correa, man, Carlos Correa. So uh, long story short there is, yes, I'm, I'm totally on board with Carlos Correa. Uh, and and on so many levels, I mean, he is showing not only the talent that's going to make him a perennial MVP candidate and and already face of the franchise for the Astros and and all that, but you know, face of the game. I mean, he's kind of doing all the right stuff. Uh, you know, he came out this week with the the column he wrote. You know, he wrote, wrote a column about um, you know baseball being stuck in the past, going the Bryce Harper route there. Um, so, you know, he's, he's kind of stepping up into, into kind of that role of like, Hey, I'm not just some young rookie anymore. Like here's who I am. Get to know me. And, uh, by the way, I'm going to hit all these home runs. So you better start appreciating it. Okay. So I have two questions for you. Yes. You mentioned perennial MVP candidate. Uh, did you pick him to win the AL MVP this season? I did. Because, I did. oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I did too. I was going to call you out, no, I did. but you proved me wrong there. I, did. I, I I thought about it. I went around and I'm like, nah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Carlos Correa, man. Because well, I picked the Astros to do really well, so true. You know, I, 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 I kind of have to work backwards, huh? I picked the Astros to miss the playoffs, and then, but you picked him to win the MVP. So your did, your yes. logic is just weird. It is. Whereas, like, I picked the Astros to you know do really well. So, I mean, it would follow for that to happen that Carlos Correa would have to have like an MVP type season, right? That so, that does make more sense. Yeah. And try, now try to be logical, my, man. My second question. Would you say he's a generational talent? Um, the answer is yes. He is. I guess, like, what, is, what does generational talent actually mean? Because I don't know. Best, best player, possible best player in his position during his era. That's what I would say. Well, that's the thing, though. The shortstop is pretty loaded. It is. So, I mean, best player, be best. best player, yes. But, like, like head, head and shoulders above everyone else, like... I don't know, like how good is Corey Seager going to be, you know? Um, and not to say that he's that Carlos Gray probably will be the best of that bunch, right? But like, is he going to be a ten and all the rest of them are going to be fours? Then yeah, but if he's going to be a ten and all the rest of them are going to be sevens, then I don't know. I just feel I feel like generational talent is sort of like a big, a big yeah, thing to like, throw down on somebody. Like the, uh, you don't like the term. I, I, maybe that's what it is. I just I, uh, I'm not a, not a huge fan, but I'm a big fan of Carlos Correa, man. He got the. Uh, do you see? He got the shoes this week. He got like the shoe deal with Adidas. Yeah, yeah. Like, doing all the doing all like the star stuff. He's he's a star now, you know. So, not not just the rookie anymore. Yeah, I'm. If I haven't made it clear already, I'm I'm all in on Correa as well. I, I feel like we don't even have to break it down because most people. Are just aware that this guy is going to be a monster. I want to ask you this because I just I just thought of this right now. But um, he obviously could have had a, a you know a shoe deal last year, probably. Like he probably could have done that if he wanted to, and maybe he didn't. You know, I don't know the particulars. But if it's you, do you, do you look at it differently and say, okay, well, he's a second year guy now. He deserves he can, he can do all that kind of stuff versus like you come to the league as a rookie, like having all these endorsements and stuff, like. I don't know. I feel like that's not the best. That's not the best thing to do. You, you got to kind of establish yourself, even if you have kind of the the shoe deal lined up already, and you know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, but but didn't didn't Chris Bryant already well, have? Uh... So, so this is, I guess this is almost like a. I'm almost kind of subtweeting Chris Bryant in like the sense that <laughs> he kind of has all this stuff already. Like, came into a rook, came into a rookie with like all these endorsements, and I saw this picture of him recently, and he had it was like it was for um, a Red Bull thing. 
so he had like his can of Red Bull next to him and his Red Bull hat or whatever and like his Adidas something and he was wearing like a, a shirt that had like a Scott Boris like Boris and Associates logo on it and I'm like dude yeah. you're one you're one thing away from being a NASCAR driver man you know <laughs> and good for you I mean get your money you know especially when you're Chris Bryant and you know you're still making sort of the the you know lower end of um, baseball money at this point but um, I don't. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, Chris Bryant is is getting closer to becoming a billboard, and and I mean, Carlos Correa I think has every possibility to do that too because he has the the personality and whatnot. So I don't know, just something I was thinking of. Yeah, I guess it's just how you handle it, or how you like. A lot of these guys don't have uh, the same amount of attention put on them as Bryce Harper did when he was that age. But if Bryce Harper had this, people would be outraged. Oh, yeah. yeah. But like you know, Chris Bryant, Carlos Correa, I don't think people care as much just because. They don't have those perceived reputations. Yeah, no, I feel you there. So I forgot what number we're on, but what's we're next in small sample size theater? Number five, we kind of touched on this with Puig, but just the Dodgers in general. Uh, they went on that insane scoreless streak. They held opponents scoreless, I think, for 30 innings. Yeah. And it's not just Puig, but the entire offense is just destroying the ball. So I know there were some concerns about the Dodgers as recently as a week ago are all those gone now i i don't know they're all gone i mean i think i think some of what we've seen from them beating up on the padres was nice and um you know i think you expect kershaw to come out and pitch like that i think you know what they got out of motto made a made a, how you say it is it made a i say maeda maeda whatever they got out of kenta um yeah, was <laughs> taking the easy way out was great, but it's also his first start, so no one's ever seen him, you know. So I feel like there's a little bit of like, okay, once we get some scouting on this guy, you know, he's probably not going to be as as good every time out. Um, I, like I'm, I'm still not sold on their pitching, although they've been, you know, doing pretty well, all things considered. Um, so I, I need to see more before I am going to be one of these people who uh, comes around on the Dodgers because I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. So uh, I'm not going to easily change my view there. Just after a couple days, you know? I do feel like I... Well, I also didn't pick them to make the playoffs. Um, and I do have some concerns about the staff, but I do feel like a, a few games in, maybe I underrated that offense. That maybe losing some of those guys won't matter as much because they're just going to hit the crap out of the ball. So that that would be, I guess, the concern for me. Um, I did watch Maeda start. I feel like he is definitely a viable major league starter. And I think, you know, there are just a lot of questions with him coming in. So I think Dodgers fans and the, the team probably has to feel pretty good about how he looked, even though it was against the Padres who have not scored a run all season. Yeah. I mean, everything, I mean, Dodgers look great in the first, you know, the first series. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, they're playing, they're playing the Giants today and, um, not to, I'm probably going to, you know, mess up our, our, timeline for somebody who just kind of listened to this but um you know they were they were up for nothing and the Giants just came back and and you know went ahead so I, I I'm more curious to see how the Dodgers do against the Giants than how I was against the Padres let's just say that all right well let's I guess you know we can move on so I I, I stole that from you I stole your sample size announcement but oh let's move on to the next thing on small sample size theater yeah we're going other side, the Padres. 
didn't score any runs in their opening series against the Dodgers. Hold on a second. Can I can I can I be one of those people on Jeopardy who answers the question before you totally ask it? Sure. No, I do not think the Padres will score a run all season. All right, but does this change your opinion of them at all? Are they going to be just way worse than you think, or is it just tough, um, tough series there? I, I, I don't think it's going to change my opinion. I didn't think they were going to be good. I, I don't think they're going to be good. I think that um, ultimately I feel like the Rockies are, are, are the worst team in that division because um, I feel like the, the Padres do have some pitching there. So eventually I think that'll, that'll kind of even itself out. But, um, yeah, the offense is – not not stellar those first couple games. Mark McGuire needs to do something, man, before <laughs> they, they ship him off somewhere else. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It's I didn't have high expectations for the Padres either, um, but that said, I'm not totally panicking over the offense's performance in in three games. It, I think if I if I picked them to win something like 74 games, I would still say that they're going to win 74 games. So I'm not. It's unfortunate, and, and watching some of that series, you you felt bad for them a little bit, just looking so hopeless at the plate, and that's probably going to continue, but it's got to turn at some point, right? They can't be this bad all season. Yeah, It's, it's yeah. literally impossible for them to be this bad all season, so there you go. Literally impossible. Yes. Have we exhausted your topics, or do you have more? I have, I have one more that all I right, let's do it. put a question mark by, but we're just going to do it, because right. why not? So, final one, the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. They have, they blew, they might have blown all three games uh, this season. They definitely blew the first one. Um, The third one, they performed horribly, and I'm not so sure about the second one. Do you, uh, does that impact any of your thinking about the Phillies this year? Not really, no. I mean, we all thought the Phillies were going to be bad. Um, I, I don't think that their, their bullpen is necessarily going to blow every game for them or any time they get a lead. But I, I was not looking at them as, as ever being a good team or ever kind of doing things correctly. Um, you know, I felt like they have a couple things going for them, none of which involves like their bullpen or even really winning a ton of games. Um, like Michael Franco is, is good, and uh, you know that that's going to be fun. Um, but. You know, I, I, beyond that, like nothing the Phillies do is, is, I think, going to surprise me in a bad way. I find this Phillies team really intriguing, and I know that they're going to be awful and probably win 68 games. Um, but some of their young guys are interesting to me. Like you said, Mike Alfranco, Aaron Nola. I like Vince Velasquez in the, the rotation. I especially I think like in the se- yes, I especially think in the second half they're going to be calling up a lot of the guys from the Hamels trade. And they also have J.P. Crawford, another one of those excellent shortstops in the minors. Um, he might be up. So I definitely, there's if you're a dedicated fan to just baseball in general, or if you're a Phillies fan, I do feel like um, there's a reason to watch this team later in the season. With that said, if you're a Phillies fan, I just feel awful for you because you're going to run into just these heart-wrenching, awful bullpen losses. And uh, while that's the Phillies probably did the right thing by just going into the season with no bullpen because having Ken Giles there isn't going to make them a playoff contender. He's not going to fix all their problems. It's still 
it has to be discouraging to lose in the most embarrassing way possible. <laughs> I I felt bad for them on opening day in the sense that like they got a they got a really good start out of Jeremy Hellickson, it seemed like. And then they just totally blew it and like I don't feel like Jeremy Hellickson good starts are something you get yeah, a lot of. That's a good point. And yeah. it's like you trapped the unicorn and then it wandered away and you didn't <laughs> you know, you didn't hold on to it, man. <laughs> I, I felt worse for them the following day because Aaron Nola is probably on a future Phillies winner. And yeah. so just to, to let him down like that, I'm sure a lot of fans were were keying in to watch him and he performed so well. And then just to see their kind of their savior in the rotation just get yeah. destroyed by a bullpen. Yeah. That has to suck. Well, I think we've, we've gone through the small sample sizes. We don't have any big disagreements. Um, we probably need to start disliking each other or something more, Chris. Because maybe, but yeah. but I'm surprised at how much uh, how much we both thought some of these mattered. Because I I think I especially try not to react too much, especially after three games. <laughs> well, you're letting your nerd folk down, Chris. By, I am by by reacting to small sample sizes. Whereas I am not one of the nerds, and therefore I have no nerd folk to let down. Well, in due time. <laughs> Mike Oz, you will let you will let someone down soon enough, don't you worry. Of course. It nerds. may not be the nerds, but you will be a disappointment to someone. Don't worry about that. Uh, speaking of which, we should probably go talk to Bad News Ramen because he's going to have something bad to say about me, as he always does. So let's do that. We'll be back in a few minutes with some important questions. This is the Stew Pod. Stay tuned. I got the juice. I got yep. the juice. back on the stew pod it is time for the first three strikes installment of the 2016 regular season i'm making it sound important but really it's 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 not going to be any different than usual it's going to be my main dude bad news ramen and me yeah yeah bad news ramen yeah doing our thing awesome man he's awesome i love that guy he's my favorite he's my favorite guy ever (laughs) uh yeah this is a bad news ramen over here and uh I like to give some shout-outs. First time, long time. You see, I'm, I'm throwing all the cliches today, dude. Shout-out to my big, people. Big fan of the show, this, that, and this. Uh, my boss told me I had, a, I had to pimp some of my products on, on, on the air. He's like, you have to do it subtly. I'm like, I don't have to do anything subtly. I'm like, I'm bad news ramen, dude. So Taylor Farms, Nature Sweet Tomatoes, testing his <laughs> dressing. There we go. <laughs> Damn, man. Get your, get, get, your, get your check, I guess. Um, yeah, get that check, baby. So baseball is back. That's Skrilla. Baseball's back. Lots of people. Uh, they're they're getting their money now, man. I'll tell you what. Let's let's hop right into it, man. What's strike number one? So strike number one. Uh, since you guys covered uh, how my my Puerto Rican uh, brother over there, Carlos Correa, is tearing it up, and how you guys are believers of him and stuff, um, I can't really do too much of that. But I'm actually going to uh, give a shout out to Bryce Harper. Can you believe that? Me? Oh, yeah. That that's yeah. amazing. I mean, Goose Goose is rolling over in his is in his supposed grave over there. His you know? mustache. He's like, yeah, he's, he's rolling over in his mustache. Yeah, he's rolling over in the porn stash. Um, can we say porn stash on? Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay, because it is family friendly, I, I guess. Um, Clear that with the uh, FCC. Good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of his make baseball fun again uh, hat, uh, but it wasn't like I was up against, up against the arms and like you know going all crazy, going like, oh, this guy's disrespecting the game. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it, but um, what I do have a problem with is uh, is Bill Maher talking about uh, Bryce Harper, and his kind of main thing was 
uh, saying that, you know, he was kind of trying to write off the coattails of uh, Donald Trump with make, make Great America. See, I, I live in San Jose, so there's Great America that always, that's always on my mind. Yeah, Great uh, America. The, the, the demon. Yeah, the, the demon. That's a great ride. But, um, you know, Donald Trump has the Make America Great Again, and uh, Bryce Harper has, you know, Make Baseball Fun Again. Uh, I, I really think that's kind of a, you know, for Bill Maher to get on Bryce Harper about that and try to make it political um is really just kind of it, it's a waste of time right i mean it's like if you don't like the guy then say you don't like the guy which which he ended up doing but to try to take like a, a make it political a political stance with bryce harper is really kind of like you know bryce harper can't win right i mean the, the guy you, you love him or hate him um i i personally like bryce harper I, th- I think he's a fun baseball player to watch um i'm usually not big on the hype guys in terms of like this is the greatest baseball player ever uh but this here's a guy that came out of when he started baseball, had a ton of hype going for him. I mean, kids were asking for his autograph when he was like 13 or 14. Um, and he's been able to, you know, he had a couple bad years that, you know, you could probably say, but the past two years he's been, he's been one of the best players in baseball. I know you're a big fan of him. Um, but I, I think he gets, you know, unwarranted criticism. And I think this is definitely it. It's like, it's easy to, to attack Bryce Harper. And my whole thing is like, if you're going to attack Bryce Harper, find a reason to attack him. Right. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's a young kid. I mean, he's 23 years old. And you, what were you doing at 23 years old? I mean, give, give the kid a break. Um, I am in, I am going, I'm going to do my Bob Dole impersonation and say, I personally support Bryce Harper. And a lot of people don't know who uh, Bob Dole is, but um, I do. Uh, and I think Bill Maher does as well, but um, give the guy a break. I mean, it, it's just because you personally don't like him and you make fun of his hair. I mean, aren't we past this? I mean, like Maher, you're like a, you're like a supposed leader in the media field, and if you're going to take shots at his hair, um, we we can take shots at the way your face looks, and but we don't do that. So uh, Bryce Harper for for this week, um, I'm with you. Uh, Goose Gossage is in, is in the back seat shaking his head, but um, I will uh, support Bryce Harper in this endeavor that he's doing right now, even though I don't like it. <laughs> All right, I, I I see your logic to some degree. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to say let's move on to strike number two. Re- Okay, so I mean, you're not going to argue with me because you, lo- you love Bryce Harper. So, um, strike number two is uh, there's a 104 year old lady that threw out a first pitch uh, for the Texas Rangers, and um, I feel kind of feel kind of bad because she's had to watch the Texas Rangers for a big majority of her of her Ooh. life, or maybe the, the the last third of her of her life. Um, Has to watch Cole Hamels pitch and watch Cole Hamels. But I don't want I don't want to talk about Cole Hamels. Dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to. He didn't win. He didn't win. He didn't win against Felix Hernandez. Uh, I think Felix Hernandez had like 500 strikeouts and. Uh, you know, no hit the no hitter. So and and he won and and Cole Hamels gave up like twenty five runs and stuff. So yeah, Cole Hamels is not a good uh he's not a good pitcher. But uh, that besides the point. Um, that they, they asked this lady after she threw out the first pitch and she was kind of down herself because she didn't do a, a good first pitch. Now I've seen a lot of first pitches in my life and I know for a fact that she's definitely throwing a better first pitch than Carl Lewis did. I think Carl Lewis like hit the umpire that was standing like twenty five feet to the left. Um. But what she said, like her her secret to her longevity of a lifespan, is that she drinks three Dr. Peppers a day. And I'm sitting going like, well, of course, you know, of course you're 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 living large drinking three Dr. Peppers a day because it contains prune juice. So I actually like looked looked it up and I was going like, well, I wonder when Dr. Pepper actually like you know to do these you know to do these like strikes that I do, I kind of have to do my research. And I know it doesn't sound like it is, but I do have to do it every now and then. I was going like, well, you know, Dr. Pepper is probably like developed in like the 40s or 30s so she probably had to have like three drinks of something else and i was going to make fun of that but actually dr pepper was like made like in the 1880s and right. it's not made it's not made out of prune juice it, that that is a that is a urban legend just like 
it's an urban legend that Cole Hamels is a good pitcher. Oh, um, hey. so, so, but that's what I'm trying to say is like, you know, I don't know about you, but I have like one soda and, and, or if I have like two sodas, like I'm, 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 it's, it's kind of rough for me. I, I remember when I was younger, we could, we could slap those sodas away and then we kind of had the whole thing of like sodas are bad for you. It messes up your teeth. And I didn't want to have like broken teeth by the time I was like 60 or 70 years old or maybe even 45 years old. So I stopped drinking soda. This lady drinks three a day, and she probably looks forward to it, right? She's like, she has it in the morning, she has it in the afternoon, and she has them right before she goes to bed. Um, the whole thing is that if it was you, you'd probably pick like Mountain Dew, because most punks like Mountain Dew. Hey. And I think Mountain Dew is like – you like Mountain Dew, don't you? I mean, no, you, you I don't. <laughs> what, 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 is your, what is your favorite soda there, Mitchell? Uh, Pepsi. Pepsi. Okay. Well, that's even worse. I mean, it's Coke all the way. <laughs> um, but the whole thing is Dr. Pepper is actually my favorite soda. So I was I was very uh, I was very impressed at this this old hag I mean this old lady uh, drinks three uh, Dr Peppers a day and, and that's the secret to her success and uh, I shouldn't be bagging on a hundred and four year old lady but uh, what the hell you know might as well. <laughs> well I'm I uh, I don't really have anything to say about that one I, I don't I don't like Dr Pepper all that much I good for the hundred and five year old lady uh, she's hundred and four oh she I thought it was hundred and five I don't know whatever. Uh, but yeah, drink your Dr. Pepper, man. I'm not going to buy them for you, but you can get them yourself. Well, you've you have bought me ton, tons of drinks in the past, I know, I know, and, I, and I think that that's probably the one, one of the reasons why I, I don't I, I don't uh, I don't eat uh, high fat foods and I, and I don't drink a lot of soda because you're not there to buy them for me in college <laughs> like you used to before. So I've actually uh, I, I think I've lost weight since uh, since I've uh, since I haven't been having lunches with you every day. So what's strike number three? You didn't even care. You were just like, "Oh yeah, dude, come on." This 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 is a tired strike. Um, strike number three is uh, I now have a new favorite baseball team. I'm a huge Yankees fan, but what this team is doing in the, over the first games has like changed my view on life in general. Um, I'm a huge fan of the San Diego Padres. They have not scored a run. <laughs> they have not scored a run in three games, and uh, they are probably. I mean, the Padres ever since I was growing up in the 70s and stuff i mean they, they were just a terrible team right just like awful they, they've never been good they had uh i think they had like one world series appearance where of course the yankees killed them and and I'm, I'm i don't think they scored too many runs in that world series either but i don't know as as a team how you can have an actual team and you, you can't score any runs i mean i'm trying to think like how can a padres fan like be a padres fan it's just this is like this is like Miami Heat when they first started out, or Minnesota Timberwolves first started out in in the NBA and only won like four or five games, and everybody's kind of hiding and saying like they're kind of these fans. I don't know why you have San Diego and all the San Diegans, uh, how you can even support this baseball team. I wouldn't even go to the field. And the only reason why I would go is to, if there's a guy on third base for the Padres, I am like going like, and there's no outs. I'm hoping like crazy there's going to be like a, a double play or maybe even a triple play, even though there's one guy on base. I mean, it would happen. I mean, San Diego's so bad <laughs> that there would be a guy on third, and they would have a triple play to end the inning. The biggest problem I have with the Padres is that what's, what's up with their logo, right? I mean, like, their logo is the Padres, and it's like an SD, and it has the word Padres. You've, you have had in the past, like, some of the, some of the, like, the ugliest uniforms, like the, the yellow and brown with the pinstripes and stuff. Go back to that, right? Those, you, you some can, of those are tight, man. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they're, they're so, they're, they're so ugly that, they, like, you look at them now, they're like, they're like, man, these are actually pretty good. And I think you guys wrote a story on about that during the off season about how they're going to go back to some of these old uniforms. I'm like, it's, it's a long time coming. Like, yeah. bring back the, bring back that ugly yellow. And the whole thing is like, you have a padre, right? <clears throat> a padre, like a father. 
that uh, that reads hymnals and and helps you with your prayers and stuff. And I remember like their they they used to have like a, a friar guy in his friar smock and he had the bald head and he's playing baseball. It's like yeah. how come you can't have that? It's like you guys already suck, right? Like might as well have fun with it. And the whole thing is that they brought back that that logo with the friar. And even though you know B- Bomani Jones might you know wear a shirt saying you know talking about like Catholic priests or something like that, like the Catholic priest is like he did with the with the uh, Cleveland Indians and and uh, Wahoo Joe or whatever that guy's name is, um, do something like that. There's a ton of opportunity that you have over there. You have, you have great breweries over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ballast Point, which is one of the best like breweries of all time, is in San Diego. Have some fun, right? Have free beer night. Have like a bunch of friars like with their with their smocks on and, and drinking a ton of beer and just having a good old time because nobody cares anyways. They got to get they got to get a pastor to come out and do like a, a, a pray for runs. Pray for runs and 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 douse home field with a beer and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that that would work. I mean, pray for runs. You know, me and you, me and you should should be like the events coordinators for, for that team. I mean, they, <laughs> it would be a lot more fun. And it's like you know, don't beat the streak, right? Like, don't beat the streak. Don't score a run. I I hope they score like five runs all year long. And I am an avid fan of these guys. It's like every time, like I see a runner on second, I'm like, oh come on, dude! Like you can't, you can't beat that streak now. Like you got to keep on going, right? So, um, San Diego, I feel sorry for you guys. And lucky enough, you do have a Ballast Point, which makes Sculpin, Pineapple Sculpin, Habanero Sculpin, Grapefruit Sculpin. <laughs> I, I know my beer, dude. And uh, that, that is a. So if I go to San Diego, uh, I ain't go. I ain't gonna go see no sh- fat ass Shamu uh, at, at SeaWorld. I'm gonna go to Ballast Point. I'm going to get ripped over there, and I'm going to go to a Padres game and tell them not to score. This has been Bad News Ramen, folks. That was a that, that was pretty much a, a perfect, I think, three strikes. Like, the last one was was pretty great. So that, that's what you get from Bad News Ramen, folks, right there. Yeah, and then all I got to say is, you know, hey, uh, let's see. What, what else? Oh, Living Herbs. There you go. <laughs> see? There you go. Let's see. What, what else do I have? What else do I have? I have uh, uh, I think we're good. Lo- love Beats. Love Beats, yeah. Hey, when, when it's that special night when you're with David Ortiz and you need a little bit of help, Think of love beats. This is a stew pod. We'll be back. I got the juice. I got yep. the juice. Right, we are back on the stew pod. Mike Oz and Chris Swick here with you. Thanks to Bad News Ramen for joining us. Thanks to you guys for sticking around and, and listening to us talk about baseball. Um, Chris, you kind of owned the important questions last week, so I think this time I'm going to I'm going to take a run at them. Let's do it. All right. So uh, Thursday today, as we record this, is the 40th anniversary of Bad News Bears. Ah, okay. Uh, neither of us are that old, although I'm I'm closer than you are. Uh, I was surprised, though, when you admitted you had never seen Bad News Bears. That's true. Um, and so I can't ask you Bad News Bears questions, but I will ask you, what is the best baseball movie of all time? Which, again, not to say is, like, what is your favorite? But what which movie do you think best represents baseball? Oh, okay. Putting that spin on it makes it a little more difficult for me. Yeah, not your favorite. Like, which movie do you look at and be yeah. like, that's baseball right there, man? Yeah. Because I'll tell you this. Field of Dreams is not baseball. Field of Dreams is some, like, sentimental, like, Father's Day thing with, with balls and bats and ghosts, you know? So, if you say Field of Dreams, then I'm, I'm sorry. We can argue about it. But um, what, what, what do you look at as, like, that's a great baseball movie? Wow. That, I don't know. That's a tough question. Um I, I mean, I, I still almost want to say Major League because it does kind of capture the underdog mentality that 
I think a lot of fans like to go into the season thinking about their teams. Uh, they like to feel that way about their own teams. And that does capture some of the goofiness that I'm sure takes place in Major League Clubhouses. Yeah, it's the, not, you know, I mean, totally that, serious. That was my, that was me my choice too. So oh. I think the the superstitions and, and the characters and, and all that kind of stuff. The, the pitcher who rubs Vaseline and Crisco all over his body, like that, that definitely happens. And so they talk about it in Major League and it's supposed to be a joke, but you're also like, yeah, but a lot of guys are doing that probably. So not a diss to Bad News Bears, which I like. The first one at least. The other one is the the, the remake is horrible. But um, yeah, Bad News Bears. Felt like they wanted to mention. Felt like they deserved to mention. So I, and I also wanted to shame you for never having seen it. Right. I've actually and- seen the the second one, like the sequel, not the not the remake, but the sequel, like the one where they went to the Astrodome. So I'm assuming you haven't seen that either, right? No, I have not. Oh, that was cool. I remember them playing at the Astrodome, thinking like. Wow, that's huge. That's a really big place. You know, yeah. Me being like five or six years old or whatever I was when I first saw it. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool too. I mean, not, not as good of a movie, but that was cool. I do feel like every time we talk about baseball movies, I have to mention how much I love uh, A League of Their Own. Yeah. That movie's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's all I have okay. to add. I was going to move on to my next important question for you. Yes. And, uh, we we both we both liked this. The White Sox and uh, Chance the Rapper collaborated on some baseball caps. Uh, pretty fresh, I think. There's there's one I really liked. A couple others, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, uh, you wrote a post about it. I tweeted about him because I really like him and I like Chance the Rapper. Um, so we're not really gonna talk about that necessarily because it's been done. But um, wh- who would you want to see redesign a cap for a team? Hmm, it's a good question. Team, 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 and person. That, that's that's the question. Okay. Doesn't necessarily have to match. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to be somebody who's from that city. Uh, but you know, you, I mean, if you wanted to say, "Hey, I want to see Kanye design a Yankees cap," like by all means, you could say that. But I mean, for the most part, it, you know, it's probably going to be like somebody like Chance who's from the South Side and likes the White Sox and whatever. Right. Uh, well, I definitely. I definitely feel like Kanye's an obvious answer. Uh, he's also from Chicago, though. Although I, I don't know if he is he a White Sox fan. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know if he's a baseball fan, but he's yeah, definitely from the South Side, right? So. And and he also he designs his own clothes, so he's kind of a natural. But he's a natural choice. I feel like for this for this exercise, we'll do better, uh, than that, Chris. Come on, do better what than that. What do you got? Man, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think of popular fans, um, like. You know, Billy Crystal, maybe he could redesign some Yankee caps. I have no idea. You you kinda stumped me a little bit if I if you can't if I can't pick Kanye. Oh, you could pick Kanye. I just want to see if you had anything else. Any other bullets in the chamber, man. Bill Murray? Let him redesign some some cub logos. I feel like I feel like John Stewart could do a, a Mets something or other. That, Jerry that Seinfeld would, could yeah. do a could do a Mets thing. I feel like. He could. My answer was going to be E40 and uh, the Giants. Though I think that's E40 is a is a wonderful uh, creative mind and does all kinds of funky stuff. And in addition to being a, a great rapper and hip hop personality, and I think that E40 um, and his various enterprises could do could do well in that arena. What if they just let Yasiel Puig design some Dodgers hats? 
they probably have like minions on them or something, right? Because oh, yeah, remember that Yasiel Puig is sort of like a big six year old. I I also wouldn't mind Juan Uribe redesigning anything. Oh, there's yeah, there you go. That's a really good answer. So you yeah. just got you just got caught on rappers. It didn't have to be rappers, man. You just you just kind of got stuck there. Right. Uh, yeah, Juan I know. Uribe. I know. I was influenced by the chance thing. I hope I hope that Juan Uribe has like a fashion career after baseball. Like he just oh, makes, strong agree. Just strong strong, like most blinged out, like just horrible looking uh, stuff that you wouldn't buy at the flea market. But then, because one year one year doing it, you're like, yeah, that's great. It's so cool because it's one year eBay. So yeah, that I, yeah, I feel like this wound up well. <laughs> you're gonna go with one year eBay, designing whatever he wants, whatever team. Yes. Just do every team, man. You, you well. realize though that that if you do that, the one year eBay hats could end up being. Like those crazy island hats that you wrote about. Like that's uh, that's, some, that's something one Uribe would do. Yeah, that's true. I guess it means more to me if it, if I know it's done by one Uribe. Okay, well there you go. Point proven, I guess, to what I was saying. So, I'm in. Well, uh, those those are important questions. This is the end of the stew pod. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, we will do it again next week. Do a uh, do us a favor. Rate and review. Chris can tell you more about that. He has it down. This is like a, 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 he just has it ready to go. Chris, I'd be like, Chris, tell people to rate and review the podcast, and he just has it set ready to go. Yep, rate and review us. You can do that on iTunes. Just uh, go into your app, type in StewPod, give us five stars. Hopefully, leave us a comment. If your comment is entertaining, we might read it on the show. So there you go. I, I didn't agree to that, Chris. That's the first time I've heard of this. I said we might. Uh Okay, I'll, I'll allow that then. I'm okay with that. And it's if, be good though. if you're this deep into the podcast, you must value our opinions. Listen to us. Uh, go buy Jeff Hassan's book because it's really good. The Arm, and uh, read Big Leagues too because that's what we do. And there's good stuff on there every week, every day. And uh, anything watch else? Watch our free game play? of the day, huh? Yeah, watch, watch the free game of the day on Yahoo day. Sports. All kinds of all kinds of good stuff we have for you this year. So uh, stick around. It's only going to get better. This has been the StuPod. Thank you guys for listening. Bye, everyone. I got the juice. I got the juice. Channel, Adam's on. Foolies, glad I'm on. Even my haters kind of glad I'm on. Rest in peace to my bag up on. Rapper, song, singer, suspended, subpoena from Mr. Meaner's dreamer. Hell back asses, Loki still a dear. And I still shake a bull squat. Ran for my broke. Got city on the come up.